This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville. Here we go, season two, episode eight. Well done for remembering straight away. I haven't I haven't been to a gig since C to C. I'm getting a bit of withdrawal symptoms here. I have been to one gig since did we we did it we did one just after C to C, didn't we? Oh, yeah, these last these last two weeks have just kind of like it's been so weird. It's like it has felt a long time in a bizarre way. Just because we were so like intense with like the run up to C to C and then kind of doing C to C. And then I went and saw uh Dave Haas on Friday at Amira, then ended up at Overtures, which is the piano bar that plays show tunes at the Hippodrome in Leicester Square, as you do for a Friday evening. So that was cool. Sounds cheap. Uh, I don't really remember. That's not promising. Never a good sign. But anyway, so this is... Like Ian said, season two, episode eight. No, said season eight, episode two. That would have been like really worrying that we've been going that long. Uh, and this is our wannabe sports country music related podcast brought to you by us here at Country in UK. And number eight, what have you got? What have you got this week? So last time round, we focused on the Masters and we spoke about being eight under par was um, the most common Masters score. So... Number eight, uh, Kobe Bryant. Was, was one of my potentials. I'm going to leave one because I think this is probably going to be your one because there's a uh, Cowboys. Oh, no, um, I didn't have that. My NFL-related one was Archie Manning was the eight that I had. There was, was a, and I say, yeah, I saw Troy Aikman and Lamar Jackson were my NFL ones. I guess football-wise, it's the whole Lampard, Gerrard, who was better debate. I don't know. It's the whole, it's the whole thing, isn't it? It's kind of that sort of that way. Well, to be honest, Lampard could could potentially been talked about as the next Spurs manager, amongst things. So Harry Kane. I might have dropped that done, in on purpose there. Harry Kane's done wonderfully well, but he's played two games in a row where he scored and been on the winning team. Unfortunately, neither of those games were for Spurs, and he's come back to the Tottenham Hotspur training ground to find that we have departed ways with our head coach Antonio Conte by um, kind of mutual Saying agreement. what everyone was thinking, basically. And we are back with Christian Stellini, uh, assisted by Ryan Mason at the minute. So there's that. So it's all changed at Spurs. And you mentioned Lamar. It's all changed with Lamar because that was crazy with the whole thing the other day because they're doing all like the sort of like league meetings and stuff in Arizona and all the kind of the coaches have to do a press conference. So Harbar, who's a, the Baltimore head coach, was doing his and was talking about Lamar and kind of all these sort of things because obviously they've offered him the franchise tag, still yeah. hadn't sorted out a long-term contract. And while the press conference was going on, Lamar Jackson tweeted basically an open letter to the Baltimore Ra uh, Raiders Ravens fans to basically say he'd requested a trade on the 2nd of March and doesn't want to still be playing at Baltimore. And then five days later, they offered him the franchise tag, which he still hasn't signed. Um, so Lamar could be on the move. Aaron Rodgers still could be on the move. So it's all changing um, in the NFL with that. Well, Brady hasn't come out of retirement yet, I guess. No, not yet. Not yet. 
there's a lot of talk. Carolina have traded up to number one, haven't they? So they've got the top pick now. So they're going to yeah. be um, kind of going all in. And they've got loads of money, kind of the richest owner in the league. So it's going to be all very interesting there. But I, I reckon we go with I reckon we go with Kobe because I just don't think we we don't have a great deal of basketball knowledge, and I think that's an, an ideal opportunity to put a basketballer or whatever the term for a person. We had a couple. Is. I think we had I think we had Steve Nass. I think we did have Steve Nass. Jordan. Yeah, but around. I don't think we know many others. No, I know. Like, Couple of Toronto ones from when they won it, or I guess Scotty Pippin after the whole Last Dance Netflix dramas. I don't know. I I saw Bugs Bunny and the Tasmanian Devil play basketball once in a film in Space Jam. But yeah, I reckon we go with Kobe as our number eight. And yeah, that's enough to talk about sport because it's been in nationals, hasn't it, this week? Um, it has. It's always a weird, weird week. So it was. Um, was it non-league weekend or whatever they call it? It was women's football weekend as well. So it's quite good because I guess it gives a chance for like the small teams. But what did annoy me is that the whole thing of, I think it was BBC like, oh, no Premier League or Championship. What are we meant to do? We're like, there is leagues outside of the Premier League and the Championship. See, I, I, I just find it kind of makes me lose track of the day on Saturday just purely by when the games are and when you've got kind of, you know, like the, the scores programme and stuff sort of going on. It's like it gives you an idea of what time it is when you're getting ready to go out and go to the pub or whatever it is you're doing on Saturday. But, yeah, so that was, you know, sport, which is the most sport we've actually taught for a couple of weeks because we've been like in full-on hardcore festival mode, really, talking know, but- about. I'm hoping, Talking to get plenty of, I'm hoping to get plenty of sport over in Canada. I'm going for a random one. Right. So I've, got, I've got tickets to Calgary Flames next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But Calgary Roughnecks play Saturday. What sport do the Calgary Roughnecks Oh, have a guess. Go on, have a guess. This is almost Le- as Canadian-American as you can go. Lacrosse. It is. Oh, what a guess. But it's lacrosse with a difference. How could Americans and Canadians make lacrosse even more like crazy than is, it already is? Is it is it Quidditch? No. So this is oh. it's box lacrosse. It's basically lacrosse on an ice hockey arena. So they just put the floors over. So you're still playing in the ice hockey arena with all the ice hockey boards up. Yeah, but they're playing lacrosse. Okay, random. That I'm really pleased with that as a guess. I genuinely had no idea. It's like uh, thing for a random sport. So. I'm going so yeah, I'm going quite rounder for my final for my middle Saturday in Canada. Nice. Here we go. Nice. I, I might yeah. get some music coverage while I'm there. I might go to a couple of the country music bars and things and check them out. Trying to arrange to meet some of our country music friends in Edmonton. Because I'm just missing the uh country music Alberta awards are actually in Calgary on Sunday. So yes, I land Monday, so I've kind of just missed that one. That my daughter's football obviously takes priority, and we even need, now need to plan holidays around football. Well, so you should do and be um, top parenting <laughs> skills implementer. But no, there has been plenty of um, obviously. Should we start with festival news? I guess that's probably the big one. That I reckon. I reckon we see. start. Should we go in? Go in. Like chronological order, so 
Have I got the dates right here? No, I just know. Well, it's Buck, Buckle is the first one because that is May Bank Holiday weekend. So we've had some day splits for Buckle and Boots, which is cool. And the initial sort of look to it, one thing that seems to change that's quite cool this year is a lot more focus on like the the songwriting element because they've got quite a few more rounds that are taking place yeah. um, across over the three days because they've obviously been really really popular, which is cool. Um, I think there's five I counted. One, two, three. No, six even. I'm just like, look, six. There are six. There was six songwriter rounds, yeah. Whereas previously there'd been, I think there was really two, wasn't there? There was the main stage, there was always the main stage Friday. And then there was like the song swap, wasn't there as well? Yeah, it's, it's nice as well that kind of, but the way they have two stages and they don't really tend to overlap the performance times across the two. So people can kind of see a lot of the stuff across the two of them. Um but obviously, it's you know we're really cool, really excited to be going back up to the farm. Um, Gary and Carla hopefully going to hop on with us when Ian comes back from Canada to kind of fill us in, kind of on everything that's going on there. Um, you know, it, it's really cool, kind of in terms of what they got. So obviously, Everett, our buddies Brent and Anthony, they're the sort of big pull. They're going to be playing on on Saturday night with Austin Jenks. Uh, who's just been added to the bill playing just before them, which is really, really cool. Uh, we also got Jessie G. She's over from the States too. We've got our buddy Jeremy McComb, who was here last year playing Buckle and Boots. Uh, his buddy Dan Olsen's got his own slot again this year playing again. You have got Aaron Goodvin, who's one of your Team Canada guys. Yep. And Josh Setterfield, who's Australian. Yeah, he's Australian, right? so we'll catch up with him as well before the festival and obviously over the weekend. Yeah, he's on the Sunday evening. Yeah, oh, wicked. Yeah, wicked. So, you know. And it obviously well, closes out as ever Sunday night, closes out with the Honky Tonk Roadshow, which should be quite cool. Yeah, and plenty so of That's moved from Saturday, hasn't it? So it used to be the kind of that mashup type thing, wasn't it, on the Sunday? Because which Backwards Creek sort of were the band and then the sort of artists over the weekend. But yeah, they changed it to have the Honky Tonk Roadshow. And they Sunday have the con country Saturday. orchestra instead on Saturday, which will be really cool to sort of see how that's going to work and what that's kind of all is. And as well as that, plenty of, you know, everyone's favourite UK acts, Katie Hurt, Matt Hodges, you've got Two Ways Home, Gasoline and Matches, Backwards Creek, Eric and Jensen. You have got Amelia Quinn. You have got Eddie Smith. Uh, and loads and loads more so that's really cool and as well as all those sort of songwriters around where you've obviously got uh blue foley and trick savage and some guys over from nashville you know great songwriters from there and kind of loads of other sort of stuff which kind of gary and everyone else gets involved with so it's going to be sort of fun one all around really yeah and it's quite cool to see kind of pretty much all the headliners are doing a songwriter round because you've got um Saturday songwriter round have got Aaron Goodwin, Gary Quinn on one, Josh Setterfield's doing one with Blue Foley, Jerry McComb and Dan Alton are doing one on the Saturday. And I think I saw were Everett doing one. I don't know if they are. Oh, yeah, Everett are doing one on the Sunday. Them and Austin well. are doing one as well. Yeah. With Austin Jenks. So, yeah, they're all kind of those big draws. It's quite good because obviously with day tickets now on sale, if you can't go to the Saturday or the Sunday, it does look like a lot of the artists from the Saturday will be playing something on the Sunday as well. That's that's always been one of the things that kind of, you know, whenever we've spoken to Gary, that he, him and Carl and, and Laura and kind of everyone involved are really sort of keen on, that they don't just want people to play 
the festival they want people to be a part of that festival and you saw that with kind of with like jeremy kind of last year well, like, yeah he's the perfect example this year isn't he that he's come back because he had that draw for people yeah you saw kind of Alyssa was around all weekend when she kind of she played and then uh william michael morgan and kind of a lot of other sort of people that have kind of been at like american young whenever uh stone and christy are here as well they're always kind of round sticking about so you know it, it is great and it's great they've kind of got people and things and it's not just people that turn up five minutes before they're set and kind of you know getting on and going so it's say it's a whole sort of fun festival vibe and that's uh buckle and boots taking place may bank holiday weekend um tickets on sale with the kind of the day splits etc now so like we sort of said the friday you've got jeremy on friday you've got everett and austin jenks on saturday and aaron goodwin josh setsfield honky tonk roadshow on sunday night which is always a, a wild one up at the farm then my favorite festival sorry gary and everybody else uh black deer <laughs> um taking place in june I really think that, you know, the lineup this year is so, so, so good in terms of kind of what um, Jill and Debs and Bev and everyone have put together, putting, you know, getting that whole thing together down at Deer Park, um, where we've got Friday, uh, Nathaniel Ratliff, you've got Lucinda Williams, Far From Saints, um, Willie Carlisle kind of involved, great guy who I kind of, you know, chat to quite a bit actually last year where he's kind of hovering around. Dylan Earl's on on a Friday as well. Saturday, real big one. Um, two two acts that are well and truly worth your money uh, in anywhere. Uh, Pretenders playing that headline set. Bonnie Ray, you've got Alison Russell, Amethyst Kia. Um, you know, so that's really cool. Simeon Hammond Dallas, our good buddy there too. And then Sunday, um, Steve Earl, say no more. I suppose then you can add in Lucas Nelson, The Promise of the Real. Yeah. Drake White, you know, it kind of keeps getting better and better and better. And that whole, um, the whole area and the whole setup and everything about Black Day, I just love. I think it's just the the vibe that that festival has is so cool. And it's just the way that the site is just so pretty. You know, Long Road is themed so well, but there's, there's just something about that site. Yes, it's a bit of a walk from the car park over the rolling hills. But it's just so pretty in that kind of area in Kent and say that the overall just, I don't know, vibe. And for me, just kind of getting to see kind of acts I wouldn't naturally know too much about, just yeah. from a discovery standpoint, was just what I really liked. I love the way it's cashless. I love how the bands work. I love how sustainable the festival is, things that I'm really big on. I love that there is a massive lack of chairs. <laughs> in front of the main stage compared to other places uh yes there are chairs and things around but it's not like it is at other places so yeah you know i, I love all you know as much as i love all the festivals and stuff there's kind of something about black deer that i really like a lot and i think that the lineup this year is absolutely killer and absolutely solid and it's the fact you know that lineup is probably almost going to double as well with the amount of artists they have across the stages across the weekend so there's still plenty of names still to be announced for that one as well which is quite cool yeah so that is the middle of june that 16th is to the 18th 16th to the 18th of june which is down in just outside of tunbridge wells in kent um which is a gorgeous part of the world obviously and for probably the most local 
Well, I suppose C2C kind of is the most local, but in terms of the outdoor ones, for us, it's... Outdoor ones, yeah. Yeah. And then, lastly, in no means least, the big one, the kind of end of the summer, the kind of the real fun party with the kind of the really sort of big kind of more sort of commercial names. And this year, actually, a strong Americano and quite varied presence across the lineup, which we kind of like a lot. Um, where we've sort of seen that uh, the long road taking place 25th to 27th of August up at Stamford Hall in Lutterworth. Friday night, uh, you have Tenille Town's headlining, which is amazing. Um, wasn't expecting it to be kind of the Friday night one, but I'm absolutely... Nice, no, good way to kick off the weekend. Um, also on Friday, you have got Tim Hicks playing as well. Saturday, which for me, I think is a real standout and things. I know a lot of people are really excited about Sunday, but for me, I'm like just thrilled with how it's planned out for Saturday. Blackberry Smoke headlining, who I'm actually going to be seeing this Saturday as well at the Roundhouse in Camden. You have also got Margot Price, who has announced that she's going to be doing some UK shows around when she's here for Long Road. You have got Nickel Creek, um, which is really great just as that top three just kind of like wow and i know for a lot of people it might kind of be oh it's like we're listening to more kind of poppier commercial stuff and things but like yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty rowdy and fun on the saturday and as well saturday we've also got chapel heart you have got georgia webster who we loved when she opened up for kelsey ballerini and i know a lot of people are really thrilled that she's back on the lineup and coming back Jackson Dean, who's also going to be playing Highways Festival, which is next month. So that must be coming around quite soon. It's April. Yeah, because the yeah. KIP dates are in May. So that must be next month. We'll come back to KIP because there's exciting, well, very interesting KIP news, actually. Uh, also on Saturday there, Miko Marks, who we've got an interview going to be coming on the way with. Um, we've just obviously got quite a few things we did at C2C, which I know to sort of get through those and we'll sort of start building towards the others. But I had a really, really cool chat with Miko, which we can't wait to share. Uh, Risi Palmer as well. She's going to be hosting her stage once again. Her and um, Miko have actually got a track coming out this week. Um, and Risi's kind of doing sort of the, like a, a documentary sort of thing and videos and stuff that's coming along with things. Sasha, she's playing Saturday too, which was someone that you spoke to during lockdown. I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. as well. You have got uh, that Saturday and Sunday is Mr. John Pardy, uh, who I know a lot of people are waiting to be coming for a long time. He's going to be the Sunday night headliner closing out, closing out that festival. He's announced some of his own UK shows as well. The London shows at uh, Shepherd's Bush. Um, I think it's before the festival. Let me bring it up. Off the top of my head. But um, so, yeah, so John's going to be closing no, out. After. So the, after. He plays the 27th, Glasgow 28th, Manchester 29th, Bristol 31st, London on the 1st, before then heading to Amsterdam, Hamburg, Oslo and Stockholm. And as well as John, on a Sunday, you've got Eli Youngbound, you have got Breland coming back, you have got Sierra Ferrell, you have got um, Jill Andrews, who I'm really, really excited that she's back because uh, I really enjoyed chatting with her and getting to see her down at Guildford back in last year. Kelsey Walden, who's another artist I'm a huge, huge fan of. Um, she was a prodigy of the the late, uh, great John Prine. who thought very, very highly of her and a lot of things that she was doing. Uh, you've got Kezia playing on Sunday as well. 
You've got Megan Maroney, who I think is probably one of the most exciting names on this sort of bill as well. Her first time coming, it was someone that Todd Cassidy from Songs of Jets talked very, very highly of as being an artist that people definitely need to be uh, watching out for. Um, and yeah, so we had some day splits and day tickets on sale for Long Road as well. So if you can't make you can't make all three days of those festivals, you can see who's playing and try and work out a day that works and <laughs> try and get along. Because all three of them, uh, Buckle, uh, TLR and Black Deer, definitely recommend, let's say, big fan of all three of them. But it's just the closest to where we are, really. Doesn't involve kind of trekking up to the north. <laughs> Going past Watford Gap. Going past Watford Gap and then venturing out that way. But yeah, so it's been sort of plenty. And like at the minute, we're still kind of getting through all of our C2C interviews. Um, we had one with Chase McDaniel came out yesterday. We had Kaylee Hammock come out recently. Uh, there have been ones with, who else have we put ones out? Katie Hoffman, we have spoken to 49 Win Chester, which is on the way. They're gonna, they've obviously announced their headline show at Lafayette while they're opening for Luke Combs later in the year. We did one with Tyler Braden. We did one with Adam Doliak. We did one with Tyler Booth. We did yeah. Tiger, Tiger Lily Gold, who put out the title track of their forthcoming EP, Blonde. That was a banger, that track. Friday, which is... That is going to be a fan favourite, no doubt. Which is really, really cool about that Dolly Parton point of view. Um, <laughs> and it's like... that. Some it's quality lyrically. It's like you can't buy happiness, but you can buy hair like this. Awesome, love it. Um, kind of just sort of positive attitude song. And obviously, you know, we we love chatting with Krista and Kendra, and uh, it's great. They obviously told us that they were going to be bringing out an EP, which is going to lead into Blonde, the album eventually, which is kind of you know part of the long term plan with that. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, and say so we're just going to keep sort of going through those C to C interviews, and then say we'll be kind of out of it I, I kind of feel that some of my friends when i'm sort of resharing stuff like on my own socials it's like it's like more music spam and it's like <laughs> for people that we're don't nearly know, there, i promise we are nearly there well, especially when you're going away as well so it's and like, i've got to try and get everything online before monday morning so it's going to stop so yeah like we said that you know we had um New track out from Tiger Lily. There was a new track out from Lindsay L, who was somebody else that we spoke to during C2C. Uh, her new track, Sweet Spot, that came out Friday. We had Luke Combs's album. We had uh, Carly Pierce's 29 Written in Stone, Life Music City. It's a live album that came out Friday. We put a review of that uh, that came out last week too. Uh, we had new music from Brett Kissel. Yeah, so he released the first track from his um next album of his four cd project i want to say is east is coming next he's doing kind of like a christian bush type thing of doing like multiple albums around a, a thing but his yeah, so basically it's compass there's one new album this one i say i want to say it's like an acoustic sound um yeah i might get a chance to catch up with him while i'm in canada um so I think this is an acoustic sound one. He's then got one, which is a live album, and one which is going to be a greatest hits to make up the four. So I say, I want to say this one is East is the next one on the list. So yes, that's the first track. Which seems strange saying it's the first track from his new album when his new album 
came out like six weeks ago or so. And the other release we had on Friday was another new track from Kip Moore, ahead of his forthcoming album. We obviously mentioned Kip's going to be playing Highways in May. He's got his UK tour. I'm heading up to Birmingham for that. Um, Kip is already on tour at the minute. Kip is in a very interesting place, which I'm sure a lot of people in Nashville are paying very close attention to. The fact that he's currently touring South Africa right now. Not just touring South Africa, but selling a lot of tickets in South Africa, which I think is really, really interesting. It's, I was kind of chatting to somebody kind of last Friday kind of about this and things. And it, it really does make sense as a market that when you think about it, a lot of South Africa is very, you know, rural farming communities, which is what a lot of country music, you know, stereotypically traditionally comes from. Um, and so, you know, it's an untapped market, really. Lady A played a show there maybe five or six years ago, but clearly it's a market that there's... there's something. And they have got, from what I understand, they have got their own kind of small country music scene as well. And they have got, obviously... Um, artists that country artists sing in Afrikaans so I am waiting till we get some kind of crossover which to us might not mean a lot but to obviously the scene in South Africa and Africa as a whole will probably mean low so I remember when I think it was Tebe teamed up with um, a French Canadian artist which for us doesn't mean much but this person in uh, sort of Quebec area was absolutely huge so yes I do think we could start to see, yeah, this kind of start to become a cross. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely kind of a really interesting one because you know one of one of the people that we work quite closely with in terms of kind of with kind of links to artists and things is from South Africa, and you know obviously we kind of you know hear from them that you know that you know she obviously loves country music, you know thinks there's kind of a market and stuff and there's a scene and things there, but just the fact that you know that someone books Kip to go over. Um, and there was clear demand for him and then found there was even more demand and even more demand and even more demand and yeah as things have sort of gone for these this little trip to SA he's um he's turning a lot of heads and getting a lot of people very very interested because while Kip is a really big big artist here in the UK and things and he's you know very successful artist in the states and stuff he's not quite at that you know, the Keith Urban, the Brad Paisley, you know, that top, top male artist level in the States. So I think it's really, you know, like Blake Shelton kind of in there and those sort of people who are like, you know, the biggest male artists over there. Um, so I think it's definitely going to kind of, you know, pull a lot of interest and attention and obviously kind of build up the hype before this kind of UK tour and things as well, where we're really excited for Kip to, kind of rock out and you know be playing some brand new songs off this new record which comes out is it 28th of april it must be about a month away yeah i think that sounds about right yeah so i think it's the 28th which is the same day as uh caitlin smith's high and low coming on that date too which is somebody else we're going to be chatting to in a couple of weeks time yeah friday up. 28th of april check you out nine the dates very impressed i know I do i do i do come good every now and again but I think, I think the thing for South Africa, for obviously when artists are over here, it's it's not actually, a, you know, if you're coming over from Nashville, if you're doing the whole European thing, well, there's no 
real time change or anything. Well, here they're on the, they're on the same time zone as we are. Yeah, here. so they're on that same zone. So I do think it could be. I know, you know, we've kind of got not really not many do it, but some are starting to kind of do of they'll do Europe and then they'll go on to Australia. Australia. This is exact. This is exactly the conversation that I you know having with somebody that's like you know in reality, even for someone you know, some people don't like to fly too much, you know. Miranda Lambert being a prime example of someone like this, who's quite notorious for always traveling across the States and kind of on her coach because she's not huge on flying. But, you know, for a lot of people in terms of just the time change and kind of the, the scope of doing it, if you want to go to Europe and go to Australia, you know, in the same year, from a kind of time management perspective, it makes sense to do them in the same leg. Now, the fact being that if you can fly from Europe down to where you're already in, the, you know, the right hemisphere for getting to Australia and New Zealand to play shows there, there's obviously there's more financial viability to do that. So I think it's at very... At the same time, you're flying down. It's a, what, 11-hour flight? 10 hour, probably 10 hours to Joburg and 11 and a half, 12 to Cape Town. But <laughs> you're saying, flying down, you, fly, you leave here at eight o'clock in the evening while well, you're there 7 a.m and you've not got to worry about any jet lag not and you can play it that night yes yeah, so that's obviously a really interesting one that we're going to kind of watch the space on and kind of look and kind of see how things go because it is it is really interesting to kind of see you know country music kind of doing things in you know different sort of spectrums you know different areas that you know we know the european market's huge where in germany and in the netherlands and in scandinavia where english isn't their first language you know that german market's huge you sort of see where people are playing shows there you've been over to berlin you know covered c to c there you know we spoke to um michaela finney kind of during um americana week who does you know based out as out sweden and then kind of as well like looking at you know even stateside and things obviously canadian artists we talk about a lot um then you have a lot of like you know emerging kind of hispanic and latinx kind of artists and people that are kind of doing stuff that way the australian market where you know obviously you've got keith you've got seaforth uh, brad cox who we spoke to they obviously had CMC Rocks, which is what a lot of people went over and played after C2C that did the Australian leg, um, which looked wild. Yeah. And talking to the two people I know that went to there, they were, you know, seemed to really like it. Uh, they said there was kind of two two main stages kind of next to each other, um, kind of at times. But um, yeah, um, from what I've, people I know in Oz that have been, and you know, people that went over there kind of on a work basis seem to talk really highly about how CM CMC is over in Brizzy on the east coast of Australia. Is that somewhere you go to when you go to Australia? Is that on the, the list? I'm going to Brisbane. Where else um, do you go to? Brisbane and Sydney. I'm sounding like a right little jet setter at the minute, aren't I here? Oh yeah. Just go to Canada on Monday, Brisbane in the summer, you know, why not? Well, Fire my, Los Angeles. My travel plans over the next, um, I don't know, three or four months involve Portsmouth and Jersey. Jersey's nice, though. I'm very excited about going to Jersey. Um, so that's kind of in July. Um, when we've got like, there's quite a few shows kind of coming up in July as well, because obviously Marin's got her London date at the Forum. 
Um, we've seen that Amanda Shires is playing O'Meara, which I love everyone that plays O'Meara, which is great. Madeline Edwards as well playing O'Meara. Somebody else we spoke to during CC, which is a really, really cool chat. Really enjoyed that one quite a lot. And that one's online. Uh, so yeah there's plenty of gigs and stuff coming up you know say so a lot of the people that are playing have been announced for long road or other festivals and things are announcing their own dates around it as naturally happens um so yeah it's busy 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 time over here i suppose and i guess we'll be back in well probably three weeks now won't it I'm yeah it will be because by the time you've come back a holiday rest easter we're off for easter yeah, it's an extended Easter break. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's... Spring break without the partying. Spring break, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. There's still going to be plenty of partying on my side. I think Saturday could be a wild one. Blackberry smoke, Saturday night, yeah, well, roundhouse. Well, Evan Evangeline's coming down. And then, obviously, <laughs> my contact with... I'm really looking forward, actually, to Blackberry Smoke's support. Uh, Reed Southall band as well and not just because it's like the fact that one of my friends works very closely with them just kind of listen to their stuff I think they've got a really great sound kind of almost kind of a bit like sort of like if Muse did country okay it's kind Different. of yeah no it just works I like it it's kind of like southern rock but it's kind of more than that um and so yeah so if you haven't had a chance to check out reed southall band who are opening for blackberry smoke on the european tour definitely do blackberry smoke also as we mentioned before headlined a saturday night at long road Fest festival where john party on the sunday Neil towns on the friday and um, i really just you know when you're sort of thinking in the back of your mind it's like when we were talking about Neil before it's like did i say the right Neil when i was sort of sort Same of going um but yeah so to towns on a friday night uh blackberry smoke on a saturday jump party on the sunday day tickets on sale there'll be plenty more artists kind of to be added um a lot of people i'm looking forward to see that I haven't seen before like i mentioned meg maroney before um war and treaty as well really really looking forward to seeing war and treaty playing um so that'll be a really cool and that's a great booking for long road by the way um one that i'm really really excited about and yeah so it's it's going to be a busy quarter two i guess it is and it's just over 50 days till buckling boots and we go festival mode again we do going for i need to get the tent out well in fact i know where the tent I'm is i'm dreading getting the tent out i think i just threw it away last year and shoved my it in the bag the tent, and i think the tent the tent's in my friend Kate's garage up in Nottingham. So it's like, go up there. But literally, it just became a lot easier. It's like, it's like Kate, I'm just going to leave all the shit in your, at yours. Just like, if I'm coming over with you, I may as well just do that. Um, so, yeah, getting back into the tent. It's nice because, you know, we've had daylight saving. We're officially in spring. So it's kind of, it's still still not dark Imagine now. daylight outside still. At 20 past seven in bst um as we come around and yeah like we say we've got plenty of you know plenty of pieces and content to kind of you know coming out now obviously it's you know it's a great time to kind of read things that are very positive obviously after you know the very very sad and tragic events happened in nashville yesterday um which you know for, for us in a different country you know you always sort of you know we have our own flaws and a lot of our own problems in the uk but you know i think that generally 
children are a lot safer but you're a teacher so you know children yeah. children are a lot safer going to school here um i still you know i think my sort of viewpoint is it's yes they there is a <clears throat> there is something in the constitution that allows people to you know bear arms which is designed to bear arms to maintain a free country so therefore if you say that people can't bear arms until they need to then it comes under that standpoint but you know we have measures of control here and i don't know we we seem to be doing okay really but obviously you know really really sad and i i just i just sort of hope that you know that they finally do something about it that you know there becomes a point the whole argument with people have of saying oh well we need to mourn and not kind of react on it not make things political as soon as things have happened unfortunately the nature of america when you look at the stats of how many mass shootings have been this year by the time that the dust settles if you want to use that term there's likely to have been another one sadly um and so if the nra say it's guns are not the problem it's the people that use them then surely you need to bring in controls for the people that use the guns which is what biden's wanted to bring in all along <laughs> but i don't know so you know like a lot of things they it always sort of seems to be it's like you're sort of breaking down your own argument really um and I agree with Jim Jeffries, to be honest. It's like a lot of Americans have one reason for liking guns or wanting guns. And it's basically, I like guns and just try and justify things another way. But let's say it's their country. There's a lot of things that are very different to ours. Um, it's really sort of sad to hear. And it's very sort of sad to kind of see that knowing how close that was to a lot of people that we know in town and people that have worked with projects with kind of children in that area and kids from that school. It's, you know, it's really, really devastating to see. And I think it's as much as, you know, you, you don't like seeing things in the news and kind of it's really sad to sort of see. Like, I think it's when it kind of is somewhere that you, you kind of know and have more affection affiliation towards it it does kind of hit home a lot more and you are just sort of seeing the reactions across everyone in nashville that you know and across america that they they want positive change and you know we made changes here after dunblane we made change they made changes in australia after port arthur so the name if america want to make changes then you hope they start listening to people we shall see we shall see but that's what i say i hate i hate ending things on a like a, a downer and kind of getting all like deep and all that <laughs> but yeah so ian's off on holiday um skiing doing, ice hockey country and music gonna, bars and i'm going to be spending probably three weeks in the pub pretty <laughs> much by that time spurs might won again so who knows mitchell um, will probably still be suspended so it's fine that was bizarre that <laughs> we, oh my god it was the most random thing ever like the fact is of how full of most self-destruct it literally was like homer simpson running the power plant was like <laughs> was the only way to describe it it genuinely was like literally you were beating united and then kind of had about like four minutes Oh, it wasn't even madness, was it? It, it was, wasn't even four minutes, it was 90 seconds. It was just like, what? what's happening? It just all went wrong in 
yeah, the space of about 90 seconds, it went from being in control to just madness. And that is a summary of Fulham, not our podcast. Well. But we'll be back in three weeks. End podcast. This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville.